2: Hey, put a little I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey, put a little Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the Bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. I'm always excited to hear we have Greg Wasinski lined up for a show. And especially on this day, Greg, I feel like your uh, time should cost extra today deadline day and all so uh thank you very much
1: you kidding me i just woke up from a nap (laughs) and it was uh not the most scintillating day i mean it's funny the arguably the biggest thing that happened today was something that didn't happen which was the james van Reemsdijk trade from the flyers to the detroit red wings that happened and then didn't happen for various and sundry reasons but it, it was the strangest deadline i can remember covering because all the business got done over the last few weeks It's much more of an NBA style trade deadline Mm -hmm. than an NHL style trade deadline. I'm I'm curious to see if this is a a paradigm shift to this is how it's going to always be, or if it's a one year anomaly.
2: Do you have a theory as to why?
1: I do have a couple theories. I mean, one is is um, the cap might have played a a bit of of a role into it. You know, you want to get your financial house in order early, so you're not trying to scramble and and make uh, trades up against the deadline. And I, and I think part of that is a phenomenon that we saw a lot this year, which is the third-party broker team, you know, trading a, a draft pick to a team so they pick up a portion of a player's salary. We saw that with the Ryan O'Reilly trade. We saw that with a bunch of moves. And so I think one of the things that happened is that you want to make sure that if you know you need to have one of those teams be a broker – that they're available to be one, right? So, like, the closer you get to the trade deadline, the more of those uh, salary retention spots will be used, uh, and and all of a sudden, maybe you're trading a third round pick instead of a fourth round pick to try to find someone to facilitate a trade for you. So, I think that might have been part of it too, is that with the cap so tight, they needed to find these broker teams and they needed to get that business done early to make sure that they could still
2: find them. What? I threw this out yesterday as a possibility but I think this is something I could look up and figure out. Are teams more willing to trade picks at least outside of the first round or maybe even outside of the top half of the first round? It feels like for years we have these these charts that make the rounds, you know, around the deadline which is like actually your chances of your second round pick even that high being a NHL player like a above replacement level are so small. I don't know, like has the data maybe helped Because these picks have been flying around these the last few days.
1: Yeah, and my friend Chris Peters uh, said that the Eastern Conference traded so many future draft picks into like twenty five and twenty six. He's worried that the general managers might be privy to news that a meteor is going to hit the Earth (laughs) at some point in the next few years. (laughs) Like we don't often see this. You're right, but uh, but I do. I, I think you're right. I think that as you know data has gotten bigger as as we've gotten a a a large sample size of of who develops into an NHL player depending on where they're drafted I think there was a certain amount of protection for for picks in this draft as much as they could protect them because it is a pretty deep and talented draft but uh, there's a real sense of going for it I think for a lot of these teams and striking while the iron is hot and you know, I think in some cases it's, it's, it's localized. Like, if you're the Boston Bruins, you don't care at all about the future years for this franchise outside of getting, making sure that David Pasternak was going to be a part of them. You're trying to win a cup in the, in the Patrice Bergeron window. And, you know, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example, and you're Kyle Dubas and you don't have a contract next season – well, hell, why not throw a bunch of picks at places to get 17 different defensemen and Ryan O'Reilly? So, I, I you know, it, it, it's all contextual at the end of the day, but I do think that there is a certain, um, you know, uh, live for today type mindset that's crept into the, the planning for some of these teams.
2: Makes it fun. Sabres GM yeah. Kevin Adams speaking earlier today called it an arms race, and he said, I, I am thrilled to death was his line about watching all these other teams around him do what they've been doing. Uh, Along these same lines, Greg, when we chatted last time, Bulldog and I asked you about the Sabres at the deadline, you know, making some kind of a a move. And I remember what you said. We even referred to it, you know, back to it many times after, which is like, yeah, no, like there's no real urgency here for them. And they uh, they operated accordingly. Right. Like whatever, whatever particular opinion you have of Jordan Greenway, notwithstanding, like, you know, there was all this other action and the Sabres seemed. I guess, content to watch it go by.
1: Yeah, but that's the kind of move that they should make. We might have talked about that when, when we discussed their plans for the deadline. Like, buy low on a guy that, um, you know, has a couple more years on his contract beyond this one at $3 million, which, you know, might actually look like an overpayment if he doesn't develop anything beyond being a defensive uh, depth swinger. Uh, but, you know, he's someone that could become a better player, playmaker than he is. He's someone that definitely brings physicality to his game. Like he's, he's a worthy investment for where the savers are in their development curve as a, as a contender. And, and I'll say this, I mean, it reminds me a bit of the move that the Carolina hurricanes made in acquiring Jesse Poliarvi from the Edmonton Oilers. Both of these guys are big, huge physical wingers. They haven't found their games in their respective places, Edmonton and Minnesota. And in both cases, the teams are kind of taking a flyer on them to see if they do develop into something. And I don't think it's any um, coincidence that you have a, a really smart front office person in San Ventura with the Buffalo Sabres, and you have a data driven front office with the Carolina Hurricanes, both making the same kind of move. So I like it. Uh, the only thing I would have done if I was a Sabres, and, and I don't know, they might not have the assets or may, may not wanted to give up their, their first round pick this season to make it happen. But the Jacob Trickern thing was interesting. I mean, the, where he ended up with Ottawa, he didn't go to a contender. He ended up going to a team that's kind of on the upswing, much like the Sabres are. would have been interesting to see them add him to their collection, but maybe the price was just not what they wanted to do.
2: Greg washinsky of ESPN on the West Her Hotline. Goaltending will be interesting, Greg. I mean, I have I have sympathy for the Sabres in this area because – Gold t- I think they've gotten a lot of stuff right. I have the same sort of respect you're speaking with when it comes to their front office and their process right now. And man, goaltending, it just seems so random. Like <laughs> Adams himself has used the line you don't really know if you're getting what you think you're getting when it comes to Goldie." So here, like everything, almost everything is kind of lined up really nicely for them. They have the right guys under contract for years to come. This is not often the case with the Sabers, you know. We're usually in a world where we're worried about their best players leaving. So, you know, that that doesn't seem like a sweat right now. And you know, it's trending up. But in goal, I don't know. Like for for the first as little as this is to say for most teams, for the first time in a while, this upcoming offseason will be about contending for them. And I don't know if they have the guy
1: man, the lingering psychological damage of the Chris Drury and Danny Brier
2: situation <laughs> okay, we're talk, we're, it's
1: 2023 we, we're in a completely different era <laughs>
2: okay um, okay
1: no 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 I I think I you know it's interesting you should say that. I, I think you're right like like they have something cooking in the gold hunter department they are and obviously have you know prospect uh, prospect too beyond that um so you know maybe they'll be okay I, I will say it's going to be an interesting off-season for prominent goaltenders. Um, the, the, the Vancouver Canucks didn't make a move today of, of any uh, consequence. They didn't trade Brock Besser. They didn't trade um, uh, JT Miller. Um, there's a lot of speculation that their goalie, Thatcher Demko, could become available this off-season. And, and you combine that with the speculation that, well, if the Nashville Predators are, are now going to be uh, a Barry Trotz team, he's going to be the new GM, and they're trading a bunch of people. Like, could UC Soros become available in this offseason for someone looking to trade for a potential franchise goaltender? So if if the Sabres are happy with what they got and what's on the way, I mean, great. I mean, it it solves a problem for this team. If they're not, there might be some pretty high-profile options that could become available this this offseason.
2: Good. Yeah, I mean, I I guess take your shots if you want. Um, This almost – most of Sabres history has been crossed with their very best guys eventually wanting out. I mean, LaFontaine and Pekka and Hashik and Eichel eventually, and of course, quintessentially, Drury and Briere. This team has not recovered. This franchise has not recovered from that, and that is 2007. So, um, it like Adams was talking today, Greg, about almost he sounded emotional. he's he's got I got guys and he's believable I got guys who want to be here you know he's got faith in in everything that's happening around him the staff and Granado and I'm buying it you know I feel like this is a this is a different moment in their history
1: yeah and like you said the real key is is finding that core group of players that is going to commit to this franchise and, and being with this team for for quite a while and and he's found a few I mean you know, Tuck being one of them. Obviously, Tage signing that contract puts him in place for a long time. Same thing with Cousins. Same thing with Darlene. Like they're they're building out a core that's going to be there and and that wants to be there. And 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 that's half the battle. Is when you're a franchise that, like you said, is synonymous with instability. Um, although usually it's like the coach <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's the instability versus the players. Um, he, you have to establish that bedrock of stability to attract free agents to have other players that are on the roster want to stick around and see what's being built and and that's half the battle and and you have to give the sabers credit for having having won that battle so far with with a number of their key players
2: Greg uh, who had a, a really good move or two here at this deadline around the league like who who won the deadline
1: Well the stupid bruins got better <laughs> boy you know they are here you're a, a you, you've gotten to a hundred points faster than any team in NHL history. You're a steamroller, and and you're like, nah, what we need to do is add spikes to the steamroller. <laughs> like like Dmitry Orlov is, is is a really solid defenseman. He's he's all of a sudden scoring at a, an incredible clip now that he's playing in that Jim Montgomery system that lets their defenseman run run wild. Garnet Hathaway is a really good bottom six forward that a lot of teams wanted, and then they go out and get Tyler Bertuzzi at a moment in which. It looks like Taylor Hall might be on the shelf of them for a little bit. So the, the, the richest team in this league has just got richer. And, and it's kind of amazing, like you said, like, like Adams talked about it being an arms race in the East. It's kind of amazing how many teams have pushed their chips in in a season where you have a juggernaut like the Bruins. Um, yeah. Maybe we're all thinking back to that Lightning team that got upset in the first round by the Blue Jackets and saying that the regular season doesn't portend anything for the postseason. But this Bruins team is as good as we've seen and yet you still have the Leafs and the Lightning and the Rangers and, and everybody else kind of like ratcheting up their their teams to try to challenge them. It's, it's kind of a, a fascinating thing to watch, to be honest right. with
2: you. Even Jersey, you know, like, uh, yeah, good point. I like that Meteor line.
1: I, I... Yeah, the jersey, the jersey thing though is that is a more long term play. Like the Rangers are renting Patrick Kane to try to beat the Bruins, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's the smartest decision. But mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't really have to give up much for him. Meyer is is somebody that they want to stick around. He's he's a perfect player for that that lineup. He scores goals. He's physical. He's he's a big body. They don't have what they have to do, what they have to do. And I say this as a native of the great state of New Jersey <laughs> is is something very difficult, which is to convince a man. Who has lived in the Bay Area for the last several years? That New Jersey is the place he wants to be <laughs> beyond beyond next season. So that's the challenge that lies ahead for uh, for Tommy Fitzgerald and the
2: uh, and the Devils. Who better than to consult on this than you? I mean, you know from both. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've got
1: I, beaches. I mean, you know, <laughs> don't 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 judge New Jersey based on what you see when you're driving through on the on the turnpike, man. We've got beaches i think we have tomatoes
2: too that's good stuff i i don't think of jersey that way partly because my daughter so my wife's cousin lives there in tom's river and we went to a big wedding there it was all swanky and everything and whenever i asked my daughter where she wants to go next it's always new jersey thinking she's going to relive that experience you know it could be anywhere but that's where it was so she wants to go to jersey well i love the I, i love the meteor line too like I play a lot of fantasy, and maybe a lot of these guys are acting in that context, like they know the league is folding in two years, uh, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well and, and, and hey, you know again, like that's exciting. I mean, yep. I always hearken back to one team at the trade deadline, which is the Los Angeles Kings from the last decade, and they were a team that knew exactly when they needed to start trading away their top prospects for guys like Jeff Carter and Mike Richards. Because they were convinced that they were close, and they won two Stanley Cups for it. So, we got a lot of cowards in this league, man. We got a lot of teams that 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 fall so in love with their own prospects and so in love with their own draft picks that that they don't make the big move when it's necessary. And so, I appreciate the boldness that we've seen from a lot of teams at this deadline to really kind of go for it, even though you have. You know the Boston Bruins and the Colorado Avalanche. Is these two teams that are going to be really hard to beat in the playoffs.
2: Even without, even without the Bruins, it's still different and maybe a little bit weird. Uh, but especially, yeah, good stuff. Greg, always enjoy our conversations. Thanks a lot again uh, for joining us on deadline day.
1: Anytime, thanks for having
2: me. All right, Greg Wachinski of ESPN. Anybody else have a theory? Meteors. It's cool though. I mean, the the math on the draft picks, the math on the draft is really it's really top heavy in the NHL. And no need to point out which you know, who who do you want? Henrik Zetterberg or somebody drafted late that had a great career. The Tom Brady's of hockey, if you will. Like they that's right. And here's rooting for them. But this is how you want it from a from a fan standpoint, the, the Sabres always seem to have a Kind of a minor deadline, but league wide, you know, you want to have you want to have action, and for whatever reason, it's good to see that a lot of these teams got there. And I think you know, Zig when they're zagging, the Sabres not doing that and spending up to in a in a tough market, I guess, because of everything else that's happening around them to get a guy for the short term. I mean, it's just a, it's a good thing, in my opinion, that they didn't do that. Could they have done more? What is the goaltending plan down the road, if we need to know yet? This season, it's just been – they deserve a break when it comes to goalies. I mean, they've had prospects and veterans, and Comrie I thought was a smart move, and other ones in other years, but, man, it's it's holding them back a little bit. With all the goals they scored, not so much uh last two games. Eight oh three oh five fifty for your calls. Any – Opinion of Jordan Greenway. I know what I'm hearing. I know what I see on this on the page, six six, the buy low player as Greg described him. Or a thought on maybe what Kevin Adams had to say about this deadline. You know, he, I'm I'm with him. This sort of real. It's it's strange for a team that isn't even in a playoff spot yet, but real. I feel really good about them. Um, Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Lines are open for your calls. I'll bring Paul back in next hour, Marty Baran, before we're done for his reaction on today. Mike Schoep here, 803-0550. Lines are open now. This is WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas,
1: Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.